Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 264, not three, not five, five is next week, three was last week, of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game and a knife-throwing podcast. Did he throw the knives? <laughs> he inserted them in people's bodies. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good with a short blade. Just Full <laughs> three penetration. Guys with, three, yeah, three guys with a short blade. Uh, this is episode 264 of the No Podcast. Uh this is going to be a news-heavy week. We are just going to talk news. We're going to skip games played for a little while. We we all decided we didn't have major updates to fill in here, so we're going to wait till next week. We can't we can't afford a Brand's back surgery for this week. That's it. As he carries us into the subreddit of uh, always always doubt Brant. <laughs> <laughs> the news this week that I mentioned: classic games are quote critically endangered? Question mark. What does that mean? New Marvel game announced. Can't wait. It's been a while since I played one. The end of Xbox games with gold. Brent, this is old news. That was from like three years ago. Why are you recycling stories? Find out later. PSP game that's getting a spiritual successor. I saw this. I'm very excited. I feel like I've all my PSP crap I've been throwing in the universe here recently <laughs> has brought this out for us. Uh, and it's finally over. I think that's self-explanatory. We won't even have to touch that one. Yeah. I am one of your hosts. Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. Always doubting myself. And each other. Since others do it for me, so. Yeah, I just checked the Reddit. Reddit. The moderator is uh, Highway 81 Beast. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is, but he's moderating the Always Down Brant Reddit. Uh, Pressing X to doubt in L.A. Noir. Uh, There is Cesar Concepcion II, our resident page master and lore master. Cesar, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? You're about to be our resident smoke grenade master and prox mines. Prox mines, yeah. Yeah. Pretty lethal at the prox mines. I got to work on my loadout. You seem to have mastered the uh, the art of the Call hey, of Duty loadout. My, You're valuable lo- every single round. My loadout auto refills with my uh my grenades. I chose that perk, so I'm always like, you know, pick up your prox. I'm like, I already have maxed out prox. I'm like, let's go. I'm just tossing toss out. Proxies like it's a Christmas Day it's present. I think I think that alone is worth it because we can we end up holding up in like the castle or wherever it is our our rounds are ending up at. We can seal off pretty much all the doors and then still get murdered from the in, from the outside by some bullshit electricity. All right. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, do we? I guess do we touch on that a little bit? Is our? I mean, we can at the end if y'all want the new, the new boy stuff. I mean, we led into it, I guess. I mean, if you want to start with that and finish with news, go for it. We gotta. Yeah. So there was some there was an update to Call of Duty. I guess that's that's all we'll talk about is the new Warzone update. They added a crossover with was it Amazon Prime Video? Yeah, the boys. The boys. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the anti heroes. And there's abilities. I haven't watched the show, so there's abilities from these characters, like laser eyes, uh, like a flea jump is what I call it, like a bounding leap type thing. And then the teleport, like I haven't even gotten yeah. that one yet. Teleport. And I've then the fucking I have I've left y'all behind many times with the teleport. I'm just oh, in here. As y'all get killed. And the electroshock. <laughs> the electroshock is the worst. Mm-hmm. I've yet to get the teleport. So the electroshock, when somebody sets that off, and we were in the castle last time this happened to us, didn't we win that round? Mm, no. No. Um, I think I think, uh, I think Russell brought me back to life with the player, and I wasted it. So it makes you start shooting. You're just like flailing around. Your screen is all electrified. Uh, your all your stuff goes off, right? Like all the proxies and everything get killed immediately. Yeah. yeah. It's total bullshit. And you're just paralyzed. Like, you can't do anything for five to eight seconds, I think. 
Enough for somebody plates. to, they would run in and totally destroy you. Yeah, it does bust your plates. Yeah, that's the extra annoying bit. But we had some wins. What, win win today? Over yeah. the weekend? Ooh. <laughs> Over the course of the whole weekend. I know Cesar died. Second and third finishes. And yeah, we played Saturday and Sunday. Worse. Lots of seconds and thirds and some ninths. And... I have results from multiple sports. Which one <laughs> do you like? Uh, what's Call the first of Duty option? Warzone. What's the first one? American football. Here's what's coming up in CFL for this weekend. That's not American football. Right? College football? No, CFL? it said CFL. That's the Rough Riders and the Lions. Oh, shit. Are they still playing? I guess. It's Canadian football. Oh, boy. Um, one win over the course of the past three days of war zoning. A lot of close yeah. calls. I still am convinced I need a water gun going into the water at the very end, and then I can never find one. Or just keep a pistol. May may do a couple of rounds of just keeping the pistol and see how that goes. I mean, there was ones where I've, we played where people were just swimming around with a pistol and just killing people. Like, In the water. Yeah. From the water. Yeah. And this last round was a butthole run. It's up by, it's not an actual butthole. It looks like a butthole. What is that, the cruise terminal? It's a, like it's a museum. North? Museum. Oh, it is a museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pretty much, any game where we have to lend to Orifice is always called the butthole run. Yes. That's usually so, our thing. So It's a giant Orifice at the top. Yeah. And we thought, surely... It was way out of the circle. We would be safe. And then oh, as I panned around, there was like at least don't, 12 people. Don't call me so Shirley. Many people. Yeah, don't call Shirley. me Shirley. Shirley will be fine. <laughs> and we got destroyed. Or we veered off and we made a decent run out of that one. We just got the hell out of Dodge. All right, let's get into this news. 87% of classic video games are critically endangered. It's claimed. The Video Game History Foundation in partnership with the Software Preservation Network. I've never heard of them. Have y'all heard of Software have, Preservation Network? I have now. Yeah. yeah we have now, officially. As recently. Yeah. Uh, they have together, both of them combined their research, has claimed that 87% of classic video games released in the United States are critically endangered. A study conducted by the two groups found that across a sample of games released prior to 2010, a small fraction of them were still in circulation from your releases. For example, from the sample of Commodore 64 games tested, only 4.5% of them were still purchasable on a modern digital storefront. Name 4.5 Commodore 64 games. <laughs> our old, our older. River Raid one of them. River Raid one. I don't think River Raid was on Commodore. God. Zorg oh. or Zork. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. That's right. You had the mini Commodore, didn't you? It did Winter Games come out on Commodore? I don't know, man. It's still in my. I put it back in the box in the closet. Yeah, it was like I, an I, epics machine. I remember your uh, your young ones were playing the crap out of it. They did. Uh, across the Game Boy family of systems, only 5.8%. The figure was far higher prior to the shutdown of the Wii U and e- 3DS eShop, which resulted in the only games available for those systems largely being locked behind Nintendo's online service. Quote, imagine if the only way to watch Titanic was to find a used VHS tape and maintain your own vintage equipment so that you could still watch it, the study said, end quote. End quote, the study said. What's wrong with having a VHS tape of Titanic? I bet it skips in a couple parts, you know. That was was two tapes. uh, Yeah, it was. It was a double VHS. Titanic is two tapes. Just like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two will be two Ultra HD Blu-ray discs. They are of equal caliber. And length. Uh, And what if no library, not even the Library of Congress, could do any better? They could keep and digitize that VHS of Titanic, but you'd have to go all the way there to watch it. It sounds crazy, but that's the reality we live in with video games. A $180 billion industry 
while the games and their history disappear. The study looks to grant further exemptions to libraries and organizations where it comes to pervert, preserving, preserving, Herbivore. video games, pervert serving. Currently, most archives are perversing. Di- <laughs> <laughs> I'm perversing your uh, VHS tapes over here. Do you have a copy of Titanic? Maybe. <laughs> I'm needing to do some French it's, painting research. I mean, it's behind the beads. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Oh God! It'd probably be your it'd be your luck, Richard, when you go into a Goodwill and you and you purchase two take twos of a Titanic one. And oh God! Container. At least I can check it at Goodwill, right? I can. There's always a copy of Titanic at Goodwill. Do I send it next time I find one? Yeah, if you find two tape ones together, two tape twos. Guaranteed, every Goodwill copy of Titanic on VHS and a copy of Matrix on DVD. The the uh, cardboard cover one. Yeah. yeah. Essential viewing from like what ninety nine two thousand those two. Uh, the piece of legislation that dictates how classic games are preserved and access the Digital Millennium Copyright Act (DMCA) is to be reexamined in 2024. So this is what's uh, responsible for getting your takedown strikes on music licensing and games and such, right? And that the big, yeah, the big thing people hide behind. We're hopeful that this study will incite change and that video game preservation will become stronger before we lose more," said the VGHF. I hope this study wakes people up. For years, we've known that the availability of classic video games in a legal, safe way has been dire, but no one has ever put a number to that. Safe? Is it dangerous to download titles? A lot of people you never a lot, know. A lot of people get viruses when they download off the the base. That's of the true. Pirates. That's true. You're right about safe there. Said Frank Cifaldi, co-director, Video Game History Foundation. The results are worse than probably any other medium. He is right. We've been talking about this for a long, long time. There's always a new way to watch. Uh, the original King Kong or Adventures of Robin Hood from 1939 or Gone with the Wind, like nonstop re-releases, right, of these classic uh, versions of this medium or Meet the Beatles or Michael Jackson's Thriller. Um, every new format that comes out, even if it's like an upped bitrate digital copy, we have access to it, right? Yep. Correct. Not the same with games. And I like the point about maintaining the VHS um most likely, whatever these music and video re-releases are, you have a device that plays it, a current-ish device that will play that. That's not necessarily the the same with our medium. You can't just use any old DVD player, any old CD player, and pop it in. And uh, some formats try to go that way. There were some interesting offshoots back in the back in the days of those early optical mediums. Surprise! There's been no Blu-ray successor. And they took back from 2010. I guess that's when they decided we were getting re-releases of everything, and they're saying there's never been a new title come out since 2010. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. Uh, oh, you've had 18 chances to buy Resident Evil 4 since 2010. We don't understand what... Game preservation is alive and well. We're good. Nintendo's let us buy Super Mario Brothers multiple times across that time period. Oh, speaking of which, uh, something re-upped. Uh, one of our services yep. that we have access to for classic games, so... Night, might need to square up later, or no, he's still unawares. No, it's fine. Oh, uh, well, never I unawares. I bought a well. I went ahead and got an eShop card because they were like fifteen percent off on um, Best Buy, and so Smart. I used that to uh, re up because it was going to expire the twenty second. I was like, well, let me do it while the sale's still going on at Best Buy. So we'll pay you back the profits. You can make the profits off us. I literally not worried about it because I still owe Richard money and I still owe other people from Richard's family money too. So <laughs> drug money. Sure, let's go with that as I criminate <laughs> myself over every live service available. So there's only five people that can uh, that can narc you here. <laughs> you might be safe. 
Oh, I read that whole article. <laughs> yeah, right. When as soon as I come to work, like we got him, they just drove him from the ceilings. We got your ass. But just like us said, Call it. Of Duty. This building's yeah. safe. <laughs> I'm glad they waste millions and millions of dollars of operational funding to get my ass instead of somebody you know, that's probably worth it. So just you, only you. <laughs> you were too easy to get. We just finished off the, the fight. All right, I read that whole article, which was not my plan, but I think it was summarized the right way. Somebody give me a good summary of this Black Panther it. game in development. I got this one, Brian. Black Panther game is in development of the new EA Studio Cliffhanger, and this is all from VGC Tom Ivan. Woo, way to go. Next next up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that pretty much is it. That's Yeah, pretty much it, other than they uh, formed a new studio from what, Warner's Monolith, uh, which handled uh, Middle Earth, Shadow Mordor, and Shadow of War. Um, as well Those as were good maybe. games. Fear. They did Fear as well. They did other games. I don't know why they listed only two those two games. Uh, in addition to that, they have people from uh, Halo, God of War, and the Call of Duty team, uh, according to EA. I think, where was this at, uh, Brant? They said it was in California, uh, Colorado, or something like that. One of the Cs? Cliffhanger like games. I think I got C stuck in there because it's Cliffhanger games. I'm just going to keep going, and we'll figure it out. They had a cool logo, right? They showed off their new logo? Uh, yeah, it's like yes. an Infinity thing. So they said they're still early in development with a long road ahead. Uh, they know the foundation, the great stories, building experience team with diverse, diverse voices and perspectives that we want to build, especially with a superhero as important as Black Panther. Uh, EA has announced several game, new games based on Marvel properties. They have also announced what Iron Man and from the Dead Space team and what was yeah, in the Star Wars Squadron Motive Studio. Somebody bought the, didn't uh, Meta bought the Iron Man VR developer, right? I'm sure they'll was it, was end up... Was it camouflage? Camouflage? What's that? I'm sure they'll end up doing something else with that tech that they developed for that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, other than they said that they're going to... Uh, it's a single-player... It seemed like it's a single-player experience, right? Giving them more agency control over the narrow that they can have experience in a story-driven video game. Steven's added. Their game uh, was leaked last summer. Do y'all remember hearing about this? I feel like... I remember seeing, like, a Black Panther game being leaked. But we didn't know who the developer was or publisher. I, right. I Oh, if they're I, just now announcing this, well. Uh, I click in the article. They kept this uh, quiet for a while. No, it's the exact same thing. It's stopped by uh, former one the Productions, Kevin Stevens. It's so they just giant, had, it hadn't been named Bob, at this yeah, point. Yeah, Bob leaked it early. Yeah. Yeah, they just didn't have the name of the studio and all that stuff. So, yeah, look forward to that. They said it was early, so we're probably going to get that, what, in another three or four years at least? Earlier? Yeah. Probably. Jeff Grubb brought this news out. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, I guess we're, we're, that's it with that one, and we'll move on to um, Brant's favorite part of the show, the end of Xbox Games with Gold, because you know Brant was here every <laughs> I mean, week for the Games with Gold uh, updates. Yeah, obviously <laughs> we gave up uh, Games with Gold because Xbox gave up on Games with Gold quite a yeah, long we, time ago. We stopped mm-hmm. even reading them. Uh, but they are actually folding that service over, migrating that service over into a new form of Game Pass called Game Pass Core. It's similar to like the PlayStation one, right? Where they have different tiers of the yeah. same service. That's what it seems mm-hmm. like. That was doing. my that was my initial thought as I'm I watched the little video. They've got a real cute like two minute video, just kind of giving a breakdown that uh, the Microsoft, I think she's head of Game Pass marketing or something like that. And it was a great just like it's she's real straightforward. It's the service you already love is gold. You'll stop getting those games, but you're still going to get a couple games. And we call it Core now. It's the same price for everybody else. Nothing changes. But my initial reaction after that was like, this is almost exactly like the new PlayStation program with the mm-hmm. with the tiers. Yeah. 
and like Richard said, it's priced at the same prices, so about nine ninety nine per month, or about sixty bucks a year. Um, but you get access to, um, of course, your Xbox uh, multiplayer gaming, a library of over twenty five games, exclusive member deals. Um, and that seems to be it. Let's see, launching. That's going to be good game. These are good yep. games in the service. Yeah. Uh, the it's it's worth mentioning to note that this will this effectively will be um, your new tier uh, September fourteenth of this mm-hmm. year, uh, and the launch lineup for your Xbox Game Pass Core games are Among Us, Descenders, Dishonored Two, Doom Eternal, Fable Anniversary, Fallout Four, Fallout seventy six, for uh, Forza Horizon uh, Four, Gears Five, Grounded. Halo Five Guardians, Halo Two War or Halo Wars Two. Wow, got I like Halo Two there. Wars. Halo mm-hmm. Two Wars. It's time uh, land party time now. Hellblade, uh, Senua's Sacrifice, uh, Human Fall Flat, Inside, Ori, Will of the Wisp, Psychonauts Two, State of Decay Two, uh, and Elder Scrolls Online. Tamarel Unlimited. It's a good variety of games and is a good introduction to the full Game Pass. I think it's a good it really sample is. of what you would get it from the full Game Pass release. So. There's family stuff, there's shooters, there's action-adventure, there's a sample of all the big, the Forza Gears Halo that you always hear about, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a door to opening another service for Elder Scrolls Online. That's a bunch of good games. And yeah. Fable Anniversary. Mm-hmm. And try to bring life back in Fallout 76. Yeah, this isn't this isn't bad. I'm still, uh, I'm not needing Game Pass. I'm not anti-Game Pass, but I'm still not needing it, so... Uh, I mean, if you if you're a parent of a teenager or preteen, this is a good deal. Yeah. To like, hey, here's some games to play. Just play these until they especially complain for, there's nothing good to play. Especially for some of those service titles or family slash party games like Among mm-hmm. Us or Elder Scrolls Online. Forza Horizon Four. That's a big deal. Um, that is nine ninety nine a month, as Brant said. The four tiers are core. Which we just broke down. Console, which is ten ninety nine a month, which I guess is the full Game Pass. That's not getting you the the shorted, the abbreviated list. Yeah. Uh, PC Game Pass that also includes EA Play membership, and then Ultimate, which is console, PC, cloud, EA Play. Uh, the new games on day one. Well, the new games on day one are console and up. So all three of those higher tiers. And it's pretty smart. Like I. I actually might consider I did, did not take advantage of the PC one. I may consider the console one if there's some deal. If they start selling these cards in like three months of this, three months of this, if they start mm-hmm. breaking that down, I may uh, dip into that console one, especially when uh, Starfield is right around the corner. All right. Next up, the team behind PlayStation's Patapon reveals successor game Rattatan. I think I said that right. Yep. Oh, that's a Pokemon. A spiritual t- successor to PlayStation's classic rhythm action game, Patapon, was unveiled at Bit Summit in Kyoto, Japan, on Saturday. I saw Shuhei was there with a a guy I've been following from Xbox days. Uh, I asked him where he got a an Xbox Land Party shirt years and years ago. He was out there with uh, some of the the third party relations. I feel like Shuhei's living his best life with mm. the developer uh, relations and stuff. It's like. Launching PlayStation VR and then after leading that development and then it's like he's doing the fun stuff that he always wanted to do. It's a cool gig. Rattatan is being developed for unspecified platforms by Patapon creator Hiroyuki Kotani with audio by original Patapon musician 
Kimi Adachi. The game will be crowdfunded via Kickstarter with the campaign due to start on July 31st. Originally released for the PSP in 2007, Patapon is a rhythm-based 2D platform action game in which players command an army of cute anthropomorphic eyeballs known as Patapons that can be commanded to move forward, attack, defend, and retreat by using a sequence of drum beats. The game received two sequels on PSP, and the first two games were remastered with 4K visuals on PlayStation 4. Few details were revealed during Bit Summit panel, but the game's developers told VGC in a private meeting that the game would include roguelike elements and multiplayer for up to four players. Uh, he said the main creator said he wanted to make a pat upon like experience, but with new elements. He also didn't rule out working with Sony on a traditional sequel in the future. It's maybe one of those testers. I feel like they've done this in the past like let's see how the spiritual successor works and then we can see about revitalizing that uh i really thought after sonic mania we were going to get a lot more sonics in that vein and it still hasn't really come to pass uh there was a recent oracle talking about how sega is interested in possibly rebooting some of those Sonic franchises. Mm, we talked about that last week with Burning so. Rangers and Nights into Dreams. This goes back to that first article. You can re-release those. It's not you're not going to have this majority of people that play games. Uh, the internet's strange. I want. I don't want to say disliking that sort of announcement, but you know, there's a whole new era of gamers that do not have access to that on a platform they 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 don't it's not like the examples i brought up before with the movies and music they just don't have a way so if you re-release nights into dreams on something still bugs me how pc puts it in that dreamcast collection they call it dreamcast collection with nights into dreams (laughs) jet set radio sega bass fishing and there's one more and they're very clearly dreamcast games and they keep throwing that one in there it and that's that's the thing is you talked about going back to the game preservation. I recently saw a video with the people from the Video Games Foundation talking about it. And one of the uh, gentlemen said that, you know, he's not worried about people like us. Um, most of us are knowledgeable. We have a collection of our own. We know how to go about setting up emulators, getting the correct emulators, find right. you know, navigating to find the games or backing right. up our games and things like that. He's worried about the everyday person. Yeah. Because just like you said, I mean not everybody's gonna have a- access to a, a decent PC or know where to go to even look for uh emulators or maybe they don't even know what the heck an emulator is. They just want to be able to have a box, you yeah. know, connected to their TV and play whatever they want off. So, so the the Mario Brothers movie was a huge success, right? Major, and it was a good movie. Um, Amazing. Nintendo has done a great job. I mean, there's some offshoots here and there, but between Nintendo Switch Online and some of the 3D All Stars and things like that, and Odyssey, you can play some of the best snippets of Mario games that have ever been made. So it was Hotel past, Mario, you cowards. Yes, Hotel Mario. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the ones for us where we know how to go find them and find ways to play them. Those like, are the ones you were talking about. Like Mario's missing and all that shit like that. Mario's yes. <laughs> I think I have it for Super Nintendo. Hotel Mario. Jeez. Uh, Wand of Gamelon. Oh, we didn't put the limited run uh, news in oh, here. That whole, that whole show had tons of stuff. Shit. That's, we can talk about yeah. that next week. We can talk about yeah. that next week because it'll yeah. still be it'll still be relevant next week. It was so much stuff. 
But uh, if they start doing, if more of these media properties are coming out, well, somebody's doing it with Twisted Metal. Uh, the Twisted Metal show is coming out, and we're about to get Twisted Metal 1 and 2 for <laughs> one of those service thinking. That show looks yeah, bad. Yeah. I need to watch. Brent, find that trailer. That I'll, you I'll find it and send oh, it. I, just as you were show. saying that, I'm going to find it for Y'all you. Y'all talking about the show. I'm excited about Twisted Metal 1 and 2. I'm not uh, even thinking about that's the show. What I'm excited for yeah, Twisted Metal 1. Or not not 1, 2. We want 2. Uh, Brant and I know one fan of Twisted Metal. <laughs> I need to message him and see if he's excited. I just want, I'm just waiting for the the clown giggles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know, if we get a Zelda movie, if we get a Metroid movie, it would be it would be a shame if it sparked this interest in this franchise and those were not available for somebody to track down and consume in some way. That's safe, easy access. The stuff that Frank Cifaldi was talking about, right? Assassin's Creed. I keep looking at Cesar's Assassin's Creed shirt. Backwards compatibility has done a lot, but again, that yeah. goes back to like 2010, right? That was a good comment about the 2010 stuff. A lot of that is is backwards compatibility, or um, that is PS4 and Xbox One, just about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Wii stuff that's kind of stuck there. I mean, I mean, Xbox has done a pretty good job getting their stuff on their 360, getting working mm-hmm. on there. Sony's finally doing something with their ps1 and psp stuff so oh we were at walmart my kids saw an advertisement for pikmin 4 they're heavily advertising pikmin 4 mm-hmm. and naturally it's i guess i put this in them i don't know if that's brent sent us the link they're like what about the other pikmin games what about one two and three are those where can i get those sort of thing i'm just like what well, that that has those but they're not all super convenient they're about to be all available on a on a cartridge on one platform and that's that's great you can play Every single one of the Pikmin games. Dedicated Pikmin box. Uh, Sony Japan Studio, the Tokyo-based PlayStation Studio, who lead development on the Patapon games, who led development on the Patapon games, was closed in 2021. That sucks. Salt in the wound there. Oh, it hurts. However, Katani said he had no ill feelings towards his former employer, employer. Even if Japan Studio itself doesn't exist anymore, there's still a lot of creative energy at Sony, and I'm looking forward to the types of projects that are going to come from them. He said there's still a lot of support coming from PlayStation for developers in Japan. There's so many Sony games being released with a worldwide focus, but there are also developers like Capcom with a Japanese focus. I'm happy to see both approaches coming out. He's right on that. Like We, we bemoan the loss of Japan Studio as a name. But those, a lot of those creative uh, directors and stuff are still there. They just got reshuffled. We just happen to like the stuff that they put out. Because they consisted of Team Ico, and there was other people that, that were rolled into Japan Studio. But it Brand, definitely was our niche. Brand, this content you sent me is unavailable in my region. <laughs> Change your VPN. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's just on your watch. Switch it from your watch. We All might right. have time to... Do you want to add the the limited run stuff at the end? Uh, I mean, I could just run through it real quick. I'll find right. an article. Last but not least, Microsoft Activision deal moves closer as FTC's latest block effort is denied. <sighs> That's our yawns. He's over it. We're all over it. Microsoft could now move to close the deal. I think it's supposed mm-hmm. to be done by the end of this week, right? Yeah, I was about uh, to say Tuesday. sometime this week. I think they were aiming for Tuesday or something like that. Uh, earlier this week, the, the Xbox firm won a court battle with the FTC, which is seeking to block the deal over antitrust concerns. An existing temporary restraining order on the deal ends just before midnight, but that already was dismissed as of this news. 
Now the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has denied us request for emergency relief to stop Microsoft from closing the deal until the conclusion of the FTC's appeal. Microsoft welcomed the news on Friday. Today they announced a partnership with Sony for Call of Duty for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Previously, it had been stated that it was around three years. It was uh, it was five years for the whole Activision catalog. They, yeah. they elected uh, Call of Duty only for 10 years. Oh, so the Activision catalog is going to... There's no commitment? Possibly. Oh, yeah. Only, the deal is only Ooh. for Call of Duty. That's it. Yikes. That's a hefty catalog. Well, they haven't been doing a lot with it, so who knows? I mean, it's, tech, it's technically Microsoft. You don't want people bitching like, oh, we had to put this on here. Just let them leave it up to them, right? So we've already seen you guys are playing Warzone on PS5. We've already seen that when you hand it off to an Xbox uh, Warzone player, we get into matches faster. How, how long mm. until it trickles down to like Diablo and people like that? <laughs> Soon. Yep. I'm looking forward uh, to them getting rid of uh, Blizzard Net and putting fucking everything on Steam like it should be. Yes, yes. I think okay. that is going to be the best thing for all of us for this to go, for mm-hmm. this coming out is, is Steam integration. Steam or Microsoft Store, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty cool, though, to see um, them go back and fix all the legacy stuff already. That was awesome. I mean, that might have already been in the pipeline. Stuff like that doesn't just turn on. but Yeah, because they, they fixed another 360 game. Remember, they said it was on there. That was from Microsoft. I was reading that. Really? What else was on there? Uh, Brant was, of course, alluding to uh, a whole bunch of old Call of Duty titles got brought forth or yeah. brought back their servers back online. And immediately they had like 10,000 people on Black Ops 2. Would you say 100,000 on original Black Ops? Yeah, 150,000, I think. Uh, Russell was playing that first night it went up. Uh, two of his high school friends bought the digital copy for 15 bucks. They were back playing just like they were on back in the day. <laughs> A lot of those servers were still up, but like the matchmaking was was terrible. Yeah. And you'd get into a lobby and you'd have problems with cheaters, or you would just be a very understaffed match. You know. It, yeah. So. So of course I went to the subreddit uh, Doubt Brant Forever, and some comments were as saying, one does. as one does, as one moderates. Um, some people were saying lobbies are full of hackers and cheaters and that kind of stuff, but it was all, it was all alluding to what had previously happened. Like you were saying, Brent, I haven't seen anybody who's jumping in now and is like, there's cheaters in there. It's, it's all full of hack bots and whatever. So I haven't seen any live news of that. It's all people just bitching and moaning. Uh, Microsoft can now close the deal after the restraining order expires. However, it still needs to resolve issues in the UK, UK competition regulator, the CMA, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard announced on Tuesday they paused the legal proceedings with a view to reaching out an out-of-court agreement on the merger. Microsoft wants to complete the Activision Blizzard transaction before the current merger agreement expires on July 18th, after which Activision Blizzard could walk away from the $3 billion termination fee if an extension isn't agreed. Walk away with a $3 billion termination fee. That's mm-hmm. hefty. Not walk away from. All right, this was uh, this was GameSpot. This is where I read it. Uh, Shadowrun, an online first-person shooter, originally launched on 360s, now bat playable online again. Shadowrun? I was in retail when that launched. Yeah, again, thanks to what seems like a matchmaking fix for Microsoft. Very cool. I wonder if they what they changed that they didn't seek out Shadowrun to bring back online, right? Mm-hmm. Call of Duty makes sense. Why Shadowrun? I think they just it's, I think they just pushed a fix for make, uh, matchmaking. I think that's what it is. It just applied to everything that affected that particular server it's wild uh here's uh, that's for only switch titles i don't know what else they released gamatsu has 
we're trying to find this uh, a good limited run games article. Oh, I already put one on there. We're oh, you already have it? Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah refresh your news. Damn, I closed out. Get back in that Google Drive. Limited run show. I did not watch this live. I was keeping up with it on Twitter. Uh, I watched out. part of it live and then got busy. So I was not able to, oh, to oh, watch. It. <laughs> you can't get busy and watch the limited run game showcase at the same time? Nah. <laughs> oh, wow. Can... Here, they, here they are in order. Yep. Excellent. Thank you, timeextension.com. All right, do we want to just run down the announcements and then kind of touch our... Really, yeah, really quickly, because, I mean, uh, and, and a lot of these aren't just games, because Limited Run has just kind of expanded their um, business into, like, uh, vinyl and things like that. So there's some vinyl yeah. and, and other little things in here. We also we also forgot to mention um, Digital Eclipse announced their next big project, and it's, a, it's like a documentary of Karateka. Karateka. It's in old, here. Oh, yes. it's in. It's in. They were now limited runs between the physical. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Never mind. Carry on. Go ahead, Brent. Let's see. They announced the Castlevania Advance Collection. I'm, didn't we already have a physical of this? Not the uh, Game Boy Advance version. No. Just the regular, the classic ones with like one, two, three, yep. Super. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Yep. With four different covers for each one of the games, which actually looks pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. That Rondo Blood one is dope, but I've always been a sucker for that Circle of Moon box art, too. I need to get back to that. game's good as hell. Uh, we had Rise of the Triad. What is this? I've heard of this. Is it an old PC game or something? What was Rise of the Triad? Nobody knows. It's a mystery to all of I, us. I don't remember. Probably a Commodore 64 game. The hunt it's, returns uh, again. This time it's physical. So uh, <laughs> it's a first-person shooter by 3D Realms from 1995. It looks like it's probably when they're running the Doom engine or the um, Duke okay. Nukem engine, probably. Duke Nukem. Yeah, that sounds about right. Night Dive Studios doing it. Night Dive Studio has really slid into that niche. They've got they did Shadow Man. It's a it's a modified Wolfenstein 3D engine. Or oh. Wikipedia. For Rise of the Triad, I gotta look this up. That one's escaped it's me. A, I've heard that bro- name though. Real quickly, it's a first-person shooter video game developed and published by uh, Pogi Software, now 3D Realms, in 95. player can choose one of five different characters to play as, each bearing unique attributes such as height, speed, and endurance. The game story follows these five characters who have been sent to investigate a deadly cult and soon become aware of a deadly plot to destroy a nearby city. Hmm. Probably that era of, like, uh, you could get one CD-ROM or, like, six floppy disks. You could buy the game. It did come out for DOS in 1994. Yes, there we go. Yeah. All right, what's up next, Brent? Uh, I accidentally clicked on the... Kumaju Romelia, Scarlet Symphony. Scarlet Symphony. Never heard of this Uh, one. This was the side-scroller action-based kind of thing. It kind of reminded me of... Like Contra-esque? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Oh, wait. No, yeah, I Tiger think that, Heli collection. I was, yeah, that is uh, that Tiger is the Heli English collection. That is the English release. This was the Japanese release of that game. Which one? The whoa, the Scarlet Symphony. Amelia, Scarlet Symphony. Yeah. Okay. It's been what out is Japan it? For a while, it's uh, like a Metrovania type thing. Ah, okay. uh, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, next we have what you were alluding to earlier: the making of Karateka. A 
they posed it as, you know, one of the first games ever where you actually had characters to where you could actually see their characteristics. Mm -hmm. They moved in more dynamic ways. Uh, You know, the 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 combat was based on, you know, um, the the guys that made it were, you know, they were like taking some form of uh, martial arts at the time and um, they worked that into the into the game and the uh, movement rotoscoped is broken and, down. Yeah. yeah, rotoscope. The movement is broken down by, and the way the character moves. Like I've never played this before, and I heard it's super difficult. But the way the character moves uh, lends towards the animation of Jordan Mechner's next game he would make after this, which was Prince of Persia. So if you can imagine like the jumping and the pulling up over the ledge, like that, the way the body would move up up and over that, that that's mapped in there too. This I is mean, part of Digital Eclipse's new Gold Master series. This is yeah. the first of the like Atari 50 style documentary. Um, I love this kind of shit. I will be supporting this. I, I don't know anything about this game. I'll be supporting this. And I reached out to Mike Micah and was pleading for a River Raid version of, of this Gold Master <laughs> series. It would be so cool. Please, while Carol Shaw is still alive, all these people are here to to give these interviews and and. These are the people to create the stories behind them and the games behind these stories. We just need the we need the gold series version of the Inca people. Oh no! <laughs> so we can have the whole giant bomb segment in there with the flutes playing and everything. Them singing as that thing's like flying through space. <laughs> the Inca people. <laughs> what was that on? Was that an old PC game too? Uh, 3DO maybe. I think it was a 3DO game. Now that you mentioned that. <laughs> Uh, next up, they went into the soundtrack. So we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, stuff. It's all the music from the, Holy uh, like the Cowabunga collection. So they're, CD, cassette, they're, and vinyl. Yeah. And they're releasing them periodically throughout the year. So I think it's, I can't remember if it was a one or like a couple per month or something it looks like, like one that. per month, July, August, September, yeah. October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah. It's literally one per month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they had Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition. Complete! I think Russell played a lot of this one back in the day. This was, uh, I remember playing this on PC when it was released yep. by Atari, right? Was it Atari yep. releases? Atari Hasbro, maybe? Looking at the box? Mm-hmm. Thinking about the box? Yep. Because this was one of those, if you didn't have a gaming PC, you just had a PC with a CD-ROM, you could probably play Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> it might have been the ones that ran off the CD-ROM. I didn't even install mm-hmm. back in mm-hmm. the day. Oh, this is a big one. El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. Mm-hmm. That recently HD. got a digital re-release, right? Came out on uh, Steam. Yeah. Steam only? So far. It's, okay. It, they announced it was coming to Switch, but they yeah, never Yeah, this was getting a Switch. Yeah. Switch is the big announcement here. And, of course, that's a remaster of a 360 and PS3 title. Uh, then we had Dungeons of Aether. Never heard of this one. Oh, pre-orders are open now. Open pre-orders, which they should do for everything. Oh, this one, this one uh, had me very intrigued. Uh, Shantae Advance Risky Revolution. Uh, So this was a game that they started working on um, right after Game Boy Color, Shantae. Uh, They were working on it for the Game Boy Advance, and they, the developer said they, you know, somewhat ran out of time and they were having to realize, you know, do we cut things? Do we do this? Do we do this? And then they didn't 
they couldn't deliver and they didn't want to, you know, sacrifice their half ass. Yeah. yeah. Their, their vision for the game. So they yep. pretty much skipped it and moved on to the next thing. But the game was pretty much all there. So they're releasing it for the first time physically. Um, for Switch. For for Switch. Um, and I want to say it's actually going to have like a Game Boy Advance cart release. Yeah. I think that's all In they the near announced future. physical is a Game yeah. Boy Advance cart release. <laughs> I was you joking get, about the Switch cart. You got to have a Game Boy Advance to play it. Yeah, people were asking about any other systems. They said right now it's just a Game Boy Advance yep. at the moment. I saw that quote tweet too. Uh, Dante games right. are fun. I know you guys like them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're awesome. All right, we'll go with Chi- uh, was it Chikori? Chikori, Chikori. Was, annou- was announced. Uh, it's coming on PS4, PS5, uh, and Switch. Uh, Great candidate for a physical copy. Then they went on to announce uh, Odin Cat Paradise Collection, uh, which I think this was a Switch only one. It looks like one of those Stardew yeah. Valley, Valley type esque aesthetic games, like farming uh, and and it, just the graphically it does. It was yeah. like a like a G, G Game Boy Advance type game. Odin's Cat Bear Restaurant Fishing Paradise is a pair of afterlife adventures. Serve up last suppers to the dead, oh. or fish away eternity in paradise. Both games are cute, cozy yet deep dive into what it means to enjoy life. Holy shit! A pair of afterlife adventures serve up last suppers to the dead. Yeah. Oof. It's got dark. <laughs> it doesn't look like that from the graphics. Look at these like happy pixel animals. Yeah, Are the animals like, dead? Everything's dead. It looks Are like almost dead? like uh, Earthbound, maybe. Or the Sixth uh, Sense. I think we, we we had that discussion at my job where it's like, oh, if this is hell, then they got us when we're every time we go to work. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> only at work. Yeah, uh, only at work. So, uh, it, so uh, hell at work. So I guess we remembered all that, reminded everything for Richard, and this was the, the announcement for RZ, the Jewel of Faramore, which is a... CDI-ass-looking game. Spiritual successor to those yep. uh, Zelda... CDI-ass-looking game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, That's a very, very specific description, and when I watched the video of this, it fucking nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom of Faramore is a beautifully realized by Rob uh, Dunlavi, the artist behind the world map paintings from the games that inspired RZ, plus voiceover talent from the games that inspired RZ return to their, that's weird to say it like that, to lend their charm to the venture, including Jeffrey Rath, also known as Jeffrey Rush, and then Bon, jo- uh, bon Jean Wilbur. Jeffrey Rush. Uh, and then we have our, uh, what seems like our yearly announcement for Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, definite, Definitive Edition, which is finally what, being coming out. Uh, what is September. the big deal behind this? I don't know. I, I, I see it mentioned as like a meme or a joke, and it's one yeah. of those things I'm just like, I don't know what it is. It's I supposed to be that uh, 3D. It's one of the worst. Yeah, it's like a 3DO game where it had bad acting with horrible su- acting, suggestive choices that you could do on there. It's probably the closest we got to like a suggestive game back in that time period is pretty very tame to what it is now so it's a naughty fmb like it leaned naughtier not even, not even. it's like yeah, really it's, yeah it's like it tries to be but it's it's not it's just like, like a leisure suit larry no kind it's like of a, it's like a c movie it's man. like it, semi risque but it's not really it, it is like a soft core porn without any of the porn stuff all right so uh oh it's bad it, fmb this yeah, one has this one had me was this way madness lies, uh, which is uh, like a take on Sailor Moon type thing. Uh, Magical Girls. Uh, I think is this is made. Is this a port or a new title or it's a new title? It's a. Uh, uh, I'll get to it. Just, let me just read on here. 
takes place in Italy as a leader of the star strapped forward upon Avon High School Drama Society. Emogen is no ordinary girl. She goes to school every day and helps produce plays for the community. Beyond that, she's a magical girl. So it's kind of like it looked like Sailor Moon. There's a oh my team of God. Like five of them that with different uh, abilities. Look at that battle system. Looks like fucking Golden Sun. <laughs> oh it my is. God, yep. it looks good. It's yep. from the it's from the same people who uh, made oh. that uh, Sega CD game that we always love that goes on sale often, like Cosmic something. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, it's it's key yeah. features. Yeah. Uh, include unique turn based combat, hang out with your friends, uh, put on plays, uh, Shakespearean dialogue, too difficult to phrase. Um, multi character unite fantastic. abilities. Uh, mm-hmm. Teach <laughs> teaches you while you learn. Get a pet. That's that's literally one Get of the Get a best. pet. Uh, I, and fun for the whole family. So wholesome. I miss the days of... So it was pointed out in Final Fantasy 16, like you never see a different Clive. Well, there's the pixel art one, like when he's leveling up or talking to the, the lore master guy. But back, you know, like Final Fantasy 7, we had like the, the field sprite cloud. We had the beautiful artwork in the menus. We had the battle cloud that was a different character model. We had the FMV cloud that was a different looking character model. And you kind of like your your brain blended together all those to create that character, right? And we've got Clive that just looks like Clive the whole way through. Like that, that having to blend that with our brains because of the limitation of the hardware, it's not there anymore. Like th- these characters are going from pixel art and then you see like the full character in the battle uh, where they were in the foreground kind of golden sun style. This looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Great art style. And then we had a uh, Midnight Fight Express, which is kind of like Hotline um, Miami top-down view uh, as you get into battles on like random places on a train and whatnot. Uh, I think that one's a former member of the criminal underworld is lured back into the life, kind of like John Wick by mysterious drone claiming that they have until sunrise to prevent a citywide criminal takeover together. Uh, then you have uh, Richard's favorite uh, genre <laughs> of games, Colossus Cave, which is based and looks just plays just like Mist. Uh, which sure. is a acclaimed game designer, Roberta Williams, revised Colossal Cave as a retro point-and-click cave exploration puzzler based on the original 1970 design by Will Crawther and Don Woods. This 3D update maintains its vintage charm while revitalizing it for the modern games. Stay tuned for more info. I think I won't, but I'm glad it's there for other people. Uh, then you have the Super Mario RPG-esque Another Crusade. I kind uh, of feel sorry for these people because they would have really had some thunder like four weeks ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but this still looks this still looks incredible. Yeah. It does not take away from there. And Cesar's right. It's like a mo- very modern looking. Uh, well, I guess like the new remake style of, mm-hmm. of Mario RPG. It's inspired by, uh, like I said, Super Mario RPGs, traditional turn-based combat RPG. Execute commands with time and increase your uh, timing to increase your attacks and defenses. Cast powerful magic attacks, amplify them with fun button sequences, run and jump uh, your way through various stages while finding treasures. This is all Mario RPG. That looks by the way. great. Who's uh, Dragon Vein Studios? Have y'all heard of them before? Never. No. Uh, you know, solve puzzles, complete quests, meet a wonderful cast of funny characters in comical situations, and tons of secrets to describe. And the characters look like uh, puppeteer characters. This is mm-hmm. another great timeless art style. Then we had the the old classic uh, Rose and Rosie. Camilla collection, which I played a lot of the Flash game back in like 2007. This, like this, came out. Looked, yeah. this looked actually pretty hilarious. It's like yeah. a freaking soap opera. And the uh, <laughs> the dang, the uh, the trailer shows you like you get yeah you getting into a verbal disagreement with this woman and then like it has the waggle motion for your um joy con and you can slap her across the face oh 
and stuff. So, I think the description on here is perfect. So Rose and Camille collection is a remake of the 2007 Flash game developed by uh, Naikoro, uh, which I think was a Japanese uh, developer. Uh, Ryoko, who aims to become the matriarch of the household of Jesus, and she gauges in slap battles with other female opponents as weathering heights meets punch outs. Goes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into submission. It is it is very punch out esque. That's this a good example. Looks yeah, so very unique. Oh, <laughs> counterattack. It's <Yeah. laughs> uh, being brought over by our friends at WayForward, who's uh, bringing this over. Um, then they announced the Gargoyles remastered. Uh, no yes. gameplay. Uh, they just said there's going to be a physical one, and I guess it's more info is coming this fall. I want to go back and watch that show. See if it holds up. I enjoyed it back in the day. Then we have Brant's favorite double shake, which is inspired by Kelowna. Uh Grab, shake, throw, kick to save your islands from total chaos in this action-packed blast of the past 2.5D platform yep. inspired by some of your favorite fifth-generation games. It looks Limited exactly run. like fucking Klonoa. Oh it my is god, Klonoa. this is straight-up yeah. Klonoa. What a great job. Uh, then my, the, what the, one of the games of the show for me, which was uh, Clock Tower, which is a game I did Clock not play Tower. on Super Nintendo back in the day, which I'm very excited about playing. We uh, never got it, right? Playing for PS1. No. We got the PS1, PS1. ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. The sequels. Uh, Scissorman stalks again. Clock mm-hmm. Tower will be reborn via the Carbon Engine for the Switch, PlayStation, Xbox team in 2024. Cap- the collaborations between Capcom, mm-hmm. Sunsoft, WayForward, and Limited Run. Revise the uh, Seminole Super Famicom Survivor Horror and introduces it to new modern audiences. Did you want to make that a Seminole Super uh, Famicom Survival Horror? <laughs> sure. <laughs> then we have a Jurassic Park collection, a uh, game made for Richard, and it could have been by Richard, but it wasn't made. It's just being made for Richard. The these, are, 16, these games are not good. The 8 uh, and 16 yeah. bit, uh, the Genesis one is probably the, my favorite out of all of them. It's not saying it's a good game, but it's my favorite one. All right, the <laughs> and eight, it's not even in here. <laughs> I see that NES yeah. Game Boy and Super Nintendo. That's unfortunate. The 8-16 bit era of Jurassic Park games returns later this year. The Carbon Engine release not only includes a lineup of classic titles, but also added new features, including save states for each game, new in-game maps, and various quality of life fixes that bring these games into modern era gaming. As Brent has mentioned, the That's only ones cool. in this collection is the NES Game Boy and Super Nintendo, and then Jurassic Park Part Two, which I couldn't finish it the first time on Game Boy and Super Nintendo. And I'll leave the last two for Brent, since uh, I'm sure he'd be very excited for these last two. So. Hell yeah, we get a uh, carbon engine uh, is giving us a, a bountiful harvest. God bless uh, the carbon engine. It's, it well, is funny before you start, Brant. I was me and Richard were talking about the 1995 aesthetic, and I told him it was going to be a bunch of PS1 or Sega Saturn games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we got we're eating good because we're getting Tomba, baby. Tomba, a game locked to the PS1 or uh, to your PS3, PSP, PS Vita. Yeah. If you if you can buy it on those uh, digital storefronts before they close down, uh, because a physical version is ridiculously expensive. For now. So it's great to see Tomba coming back. Hey man, I have a copy. I hope it tumbles. I hope it's not worth much. I I don't care, man. Yeah, I, okay. it doesn't matter to me. I'm not here to play make money. I'm here to play games. Make these things available. Whoopi Camp. What did they go on to make after this? Tomba 2 and uh, uh, that that the, PS2 game that was a horror game. Uh, ex, ex, extermination or was it Extermination, I think it's called. Extermination. Really? Yeah. That's a hell of a pivot from Tomba. This was on all the demo stations that I remember uh, playing PS1 at, like oh, in yeah. Kmart and stuff. It might not it might have not been Whoopi Camp. I think they, that was their spiritual successor probably, if I remember correctly. I think the leader went over there and... They might have been over after this. I think they're still around because they're publishing. They're on, on this game development for it. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's Deep Space, but I think it was from that original team. Deep Space. 
Oh, I gotta find these. And very last but not least. Yeah, here we go. The development extermination was initially helmed by uh, Tokuro uh, Company Whoopi Camp prior to his dissolution. Oh, oh Tokuro okay. Fujiwara. Mm-hmm. Oh, he left Capcom in '95. Mm. That's why this this is straight up Capcom esque. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is greatness. It's published by Sony, I think. I wish we would get a, a PS2 port of it, but I'm so excited for this. What's the last one, Brant? Uh, the Gex trilogy. This <laughs> came tried, out when of they tried nowhere. to trick you with the fucking James Bond Goldeneye bullshit. And I was like, uh-huh. is this Goldeneye? Until it got to the weird uh, uh, non-licensed version of it, the song towards the end of it. The world um, has changed. Can, I mean, a lot of people really dote on Gex, but uh, getting a Gex trilogy, one is a, it, it is out of out of nowhere. It is pretty crazy that we're getting a Gex trilogy, but also at the same time, uh, these games aren't super expensive to get uh, other places, and also um, they're very dated. Uh, Gex is the epitome of your 3D platforming mascot, wisecracking. He like never stops with with the jokes, and after about two three minutes in a level you've heard the same jokes like mm-hmm. 10 times so hey we gotta fill up that sweet cd-rom with something <laughs> red book voice clips this but is cool to have though, it is great to see still talking about this yeah. Yeah. it is great to see and, come back and even I'm, some of the hits and misses like they they hit the ball out of the park with like the cowabunga collection right but throwing stuff at this carbon engine and Cesar was right about talking about putting PS1 ROMs, running them through this thing, and they're they're ready. This is even more proof of concept stuff. Like, hey, look what we can do. Look what we dug up. And we'll, there's no telling what's going to be next that comes forward to to help out with them. Very good show. Lots of cool stuff. Maybe the best show of the E3 season. Probably. Um, Nintendo show was pretty good. Nintendo was oh, fantastic. Nintendo I was waiting for the really I was waiting for the announcer to say two ninety nine and walk off the stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really how you bring that era home. <laughs> two ninety nine, no camera. <laughs> Here's how you share games on the carpet engine. All right, that's it for us. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Thanks for throwing that in. It gave us a little bit more. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See ya. Adios.